Hey everybody, welcome to Workforce Gaming. I'm Brad here with Doug. Hi. So we are back. We kind of almost took 2019 off from this whole thing uh, for a variety of different reasons, but hopefully mm -hmm. we'll be back more. So we thought a good way to kind of get back into this was to talk about all the stuff we didn't get a chance to talk about for the last year. So mm -hmm. um, we're kind of going to consider this our 2019 year in review, look at a couple of our favorite games from last year, a couple other just uh, games that were interesting that we thought we should probably talk about these because they deserve some time. So... Mm -hmm. One of the games that we both consider to be one of our favorite games from last year, um, and this one's kind of a weird one because I know why I like it, but I still don't quite get why you like it, and that's Jedi Fallen Order, uh, which is the newest <laughs> Star Wars game by Respawn. Uh, it takes a lot of inspiration from Dark Souls, Bloodborne, that style of game. So, I am why do you a... even ask why I like it? <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. I was going to say, I'm a giant Star Wars nerd, so that's why I like it. You could care less about Star Wars, yeah. but... Yeah, so how does this fit in with those games? I know that's where you're coming from. That's why it's one of your favorite games because of that. So how does it kind of fit in with those games? Yeah, it's it's like it is like my favorite game of the year. And it's not just because it took inspiration from Dark Souls because I think there's a lot of games that take inspiration from Dark Souls that I don't really enjoy too much, like um, like Lords of Fallen or Surge. Like there's these games that basically take like the Souls formula and just do it kind of worse. Um, but what Jedi Fallen Order did, instead of just like, let's just do the the same formula it's like hey let's take some cool aspects from this and only the cool aspects that we can maybe <laughs> use for a wider audience the, the thing i really really love about about the um, souls games is the exploration aspects i feel like kind of the timing of the exploration of like finding shortcuts kind of going into the unknown like they're like you don't you build out your maps so you don't really know where you're going until you get there sort of thing um so i really really like that they just took the exploration aspects the most um and then this is also like one of the few major releases, like big games. I think got a work into this as well. We have to think a little bit about the combat. I think that's what they yeah. made those like different difficulties for is like normal is like normal, but then challenging. And this is kind of like the one that we tuned the game to. It feels like that that second, the next higher up level is like what the game's tuned to. And that made me have I had to think in a Star Wars game, which is a <laughs> lot. <laughs> yeah. And I think what you said is it kind of took some of those things and kind of almost mainstream appealed it to a certain degree where we still have all this exploration, we still have this combat, we still have all this, but it's not the, we're going to beat you over the head with it and make you hate everything about this, which is why I can mm -hmm. never get into those other games, because they're so obtuse, they're so demanding of your patience and demanding of your time to run back to all these mm -hmm. places. This game was challenging in spots, it had great boss battles that take a few times to get through, but I never got to that level where I did an hour into Bloodborne where I was just like, yeah. I don't know where to go. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, the exploration, I think, almost draws more from like that Metroidvania sense of mm -hmm. you don't, you've got your map and you can tell where the parts are that you need to get to. You don't necessarily know if you can get there yet. You don't necessarily know mm -hmm. um, if there's going to be anything meaningful down here, but there's definitely a direction to head. Whereas in those other games, yeah. I feel like it's more like, I don't care. Go left or right. You'll find out when you get there. And if something kills you, you yeah. should have gone the other way. That, that is true. It, it, does, it doesn't really tell you which way to go, but it does kind of give you just like a general direction. It doesn't tell you, you didn't, like you said, it doesn't make, don't make a left here, make a right here. It's like you can kind of figure out your left or rights, but like you know you're kind of headed in this direction. Yeah. While Bloodborne, those don't give you that at all. <laughs> exactly. And from my perspective, just the way they handled some of the Star Wars stuff in here is just mm -hmm. so well done. Um, I don't want to get into spoiler stuff, but uh, almost everything they call back to and they 
reference and they look at and they emulate is done so in a way that I think is meaningful to this game and not so much mm-hmm. in a, hey, <laughs> you've heard of Luke Skywalker, right? He's a yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, that's that's a lightsaber. You you know lightsabers, I, right? <laughs> yeah. I do feel like I feel like when the movies do a reference, they kind of like get quiet, like they hush everything down. Like here's the reference, and this one, the reference just kind of like comes and goes pretty quickly. So you either caught it or you didn't. Yeah. Um, and they didn't. And, and I, they did. I liked how they treated that. And they never at any point try to beat you over the head, beat you over the head. Like you should know what we're talking about right now. Get it. Get it. Yeah. Get it. There's a couple spots where it's like. Oh, that's totally like a callback to this thing that happened in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't get that, you just go like, "Oh, that's a cool ship, planet, whatever," because yeah. it's a cool thing. And it's not like a when you see Rise of Skywalker, it's like you're miss you're missing the joke right now. You're missing the <laughs> joke. Get it? This is this is this is good. You're missing it. You're yeah. missing it. You're missing it. You didn't you didn't watch that? Oh well, then this shouldn't make any sense to you. Yeah, it felt like the cool thing that was happening would have been cool regardless of whether exactly. or not it was a reference. Um, exactly yeah that game's a fucking amazing too yeah and <laughs> it's just it's, <laughs> it's gonna end it there <laughs> it's it's amazing across the board the combat's great it looks amazing mm-hmm. um the story is you know pretty much just a, a pretty straightforward go get the thing and then mm-hmm. figure it out from there um but yeah. the characters are really well done um the other people on your ship i think there's ways that it builds into you being a living member of that ship and not just yeah these guys happen to be next to you so they're next to you yeah it did feel like a crew like you definitely yeah. felt like a crew by the end and kind of yeah yeah I, I think i think the story plays very well into you being a crew by the end exactly and not just you're on your own sort of thing yeah yeah so moving on here uh one of the ones that you had on your list that i don't quite think makes my top three games but is a fantastic game uh is resident evil 2 remake yeah so did you did you have experience with resident evil 2 or was this first time through the story uh, Ooh, good question this is my first this is my first time with resident evil 2 specifically okay. i was more dino crisis kid but i definitely <laughs> play games <laughs> i definitely play games like like this like i yeah. played survival old school survival horror games before resident evil 2 not specifically i think i probably put play even played resident evil 3 more than resident evil 2 um, so yeah, I definitely came in as like a newcomer, but again, like I'm familiar with the Resident Evil series. I played four or five and not six, but I'm familiar with the series. <laughs> that's, that's just not okay. two specifically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so what sets this above? Cause I know you just played Resident mm-hmm. Evil seven for the first time fairly recently. I don't think you made it through that. And I think no, you said this was scared. head and shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> that's a scary I you... game. I can't do it. <laughs> I think you said two was well above seven and apparently less yeah. scary. So, so what sets this game apart? What makes this one of the best games of last year that you played? Uh, um, well, I think I think it's um, well. I, I don't kind of take RE seven out of the conversation because RE seven is like horror is like just super intense. Um, the thing that I like action horror games have been doing recently that I know this was the Evil Within two is like action horror games weren't really scary for a really long time. Yeah, they're kind of just like shooters, and I felt with like RE two. It has it is a intense, pretty scary game that is also an action game. Yeah, and I feel like that's such like a rare commodity. Um, so just just the fact that the horror was really good, but then I just thought like a lot of the things that I was doing in the game I just haven't done in a long time. Um, like I haven't opened a map and go, okay, I need to go down this hallway and hit the third door and make sure I definitely don't hit the second door. <laughs> okay, let's throw off the map and let's run and do this. Um, 
it feels like a lot of games are like pretty straightforward, but I just really, really liked the open level design. I think that was just my favorite aspect of it. It was just like, oh, I can kind yeah. of go anywhere and kind of, I, I'm setting the pace for how I'm moving, toward, moving through the game. Um, I liked that none of the enemies were throwaway. I feel like in any other game, you kill an enemy, it's dead and gone. Uh, so you don't have to worry about yep. it anymore. And in yep. this one, you killed an enemy and you're like, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> is it? Or is it dead? Is it not? Which which I think is funny. Like if you were explaining this game to somebody, that would sound super annoying. Like all the all the enemies might regenerate. Sounds like a horrible idea. See, um, and coming from another perspective where again, I liked this game a lot, but there were just those yeah. little nitpicky things. And that was one of the ones that drove me crazy because my issue oh, really? with my issue with horror games and action horror games like this is mm-hmm. I like being able to shoot things. I felt yeah. like I couldn't shoot things because it was meaningless. So it just kind of oh. gave me this weird feeling of like, I, it's just as good for me to run past you as it is for me to shoot you because all I'm doing in shooting you is wasting bullets that I'm going to need to actually kill a boss later on. So I'm going to need to kill a boss. You I don't need to kill, so should I waste my yeah. bullets? So I got in this weird like mind mm-hmm. game of like, where do I go? What do I do? How do I approach these situations? Yeah. And I got so stressed out by just like the, the tension of item management essentially and weapon management of what am i yeah, using yeah. that that just stressed me out <laughs> i i will say the game that sort of um item management thing they definitely it's definitely kind of an illusion you will always have enough ammo through like whatever situation you're in um but that, but on the point you're saying it's like i could i can definitely understand what you're saying like it felt like you're wasting am- ammo on lower enemies which i thought was kind of neat because running away like made sense sometimes yeah and i just feel sure. like you're just never like it never like there's very few games that give you like running away as legitimate option that could actually be kind of fun um and there's definitely like monsters in the game that don't regenerate that are definitely like yeah. okay oh, time yeah, yeah. to like I need to get rid of this one guy in this hallway, um, and I need to go take my heaviest stuff and hopefully live. Because if mm-hmm. I take two slashes, I'm dead. Um, I also like I also like that that game made me sweat a little bit. I that's the kind of thing I like about Jedi Fallen Order. Like it just makes you sweat like just enough. Yeah. Where it doesn't feel like a brick wall, but it's like enough to bring give that tension. Tension. I just thought the game was brilliant because of all that stuff. I, that's why I liked it a lot. And it definitely story's a- fine. I mean, it, it's zombies. I feel like there's only so yeah. much you can do with zombies at this point. But I think, yeah. and I think the way that it blends that old PlayStation era with mm-hmm. modern times is just really well done. Where it's it's very close to a one to one remake from what I remember. And again, I haven't played RE2 yeah. and probably whenever it came out. And I yeah. think then I only played an hour or two of it. But from what I remember and just the mechanics in my mind that are ingrained from other Resident Evil games, it's mm-hmm. you're still doing those same things you did back on the playstation one but yeah now we're using them in a modern way we're using them and now you can see okay i can do this from a third person perspective and i can do all these different things that were a little bit more advanced than what you had back in the on the playstation one but you mm-hmm. still get that same feeling of fixed camera fixed area i can't go here in that mm-hmm. tension of where do i get the cards all this because i don't think those things are normally used as much in modern gameplay mechanics yeah, it kind of just felt like Resident Evil had more to say yeah. um, than it's been saying for a long time. Um, and I just really like that. It kind of took like, hey, this PS1 game, hey, there's actually a lot of stuff here we can still mine. And it felt like it can because sometimes a remake can happen. And you're like, well, why did I even need that? And it's like, actually, no, there's a lot more you could have said with Resident Evil 2. And they did. And then it's, it should get record. It's pretty way better than I thought it'd be. I was surprised how much <laughs> I liked that game. <laughs> yeah. And I think... And I think looking forward to three, I think even if you just take that same treatment, I think you're going to end up in a really good spot taking three and doing the same treatment that you did here. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that game's gonna be great. Probably not as amazing as Resident Evil 2 because it's not gonna have as big a punch, first punch. Yeah. But I think it's still gonna be pretty damn solid. For sure. Uh, so one of the games that I would put in my favorites of the year is Devil May Cry 5, which you played mm-hmm. as well. Um, mm-hmm. I actually, in preparation <laughs> for this, spent a whole bunch of time. Oh, nice. Going back through the entire series minus two, uh, mm-hmm. just because it's two, um, and just going through the series and like seeing again how these games build up to it is just so good and these games are amazing mm-hmm. and five is just this awesome awesome expansion of everything else that they've done with mm-hmm. nero and the interesting mechanics that you get with him with his different uh arms and then mm-hmm. you've got i think v had one of the coolest combat mechanics i think i've seen in a long time where you've got that indirect combat mm-hmm. um fighting different things from a more of a just taking a step back and kind of commanding these things otherwise i think the way that you had to jump in there then to finish them off it's just there are so many cool combat mechanics and everything just feels so fluid and solid that it's just fantastic game i was like i was definitely not nearly as hot on it as i kind of was hoping because i was actually i was super anticipating this game and to me it feels like a very safe sequel that was kind of like my opinion on it it felt like an evolution of four i felt like so like so dmc i mean like to me that was like you threw a monkey wrench in the engine and then instead of like, okay, we, what lessons can we learn from here? And then kind of implot, like use those lessons in DMC four to now five. It felt like they kind of just like, there those interesting ideas in DMC. We're not going to use them at all. I think the biggest thing for me was the environment stuff because it did the <laughs> environment, like really the environment was yeah. like, especially coming off of DMC was super boring. I'm not, I'm not going to just like, I will say mechanically, the game's amazing. It's super fun to play. It was a big disappointment in like where you're going throughout that game and like that especially during like the back third of the game it yeah. didn't really feel like i was traveling anymore it felt like i was kind of stuck in the same place um v i had issues with i agree <laughs> i like the idea i like the idea of what you were saying like the idea of sending out monsters and summons and stuff is a cool idea i like that that they've mixed it up like i don't regret that they put it in there i just don't think that aspect was super fun to play it was very confusing to me and i never quite figured it out <laughs> I think going back my second run cemented it a lot more. Okay. I don't feel like I had a good handle on... I think I felt like I was just mashing buttons Yeah. until maybe the last level or two with V. Mm-hmm. And then going back and playing a few more, I feel like I slowly but surely got, okay, there, there is some strategy here. There is some things. And again, the yeah. second time upping the difficulty level a little bit as well definitely yeah. <laughs> makes you that think new game, through that new game plus mode is insane yeah so that definitely For makes you one uh, major spoilery reason but they it's probably <laughs> one of the best it's probably one of the best new game pluses i think that's, that's For sure. I've ever played. it's one of the um, few that i've gone back to but and yeah i think in some in some places i think my mind just goes you know what your mechanics are a 10 out of 10 yeah everything else probably not quite there but sometimes just that mechanic mm-hmm. game that just feels good to sit down and play yeah. and it's okay, just yeah. there's never a second here where i'm like oh this is boring or oh this is too easy mm-hmm. this is too challenging it's it's balanced really well the first time too to get through to get you the mechanics of using the arms to get you back in the mindset of dante to get you used to how v plays and then that new game plus upping the difficulty i think just takes those mechanics and really cements like this is one of the best made action games like this that i've seen yeah, it definitely plays well, but I mean, I guess I guess my question is because you've played Bayonetta and stuff. Do you yep. feel like this game ratchets up compared to other stylish action games or not? Because I, I feel like I don't really remember this game crescendoing. 
I mean, maybe the, maybe like the maybe like the very very back end stuff, but like it doesn't feel like compared to other stylish action games. Maybe that's just Devil May Cry in general. It just doesn't feel like it crescendos as much as say like a Bayonetta or something like that. But again, that could just be, and that's um, me kind of like talking about the the environmental aspects. Like, it didn't well, yeah, really the, change. The, there was the environment for sure. Because by the last yeah. third, you're just kind of climbing through the same area over and over and over again with like each yeah, different yeah. character doing a different section. So the environments for sure. Um, I do think, yeah, I think maybe some of that part. I think other action games do a little bit better just in terms of like, mm-hmm. let's make this bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, Cause I yeah, think yeah. it's what, like the first or second level where you're fighting that giant monster. That's like the size of buildings. Oh yeah. 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 And that's, and that's, you know, an hour into the game. So I think that's one yeah. of the other things where the game almost suffers from like, we're going to throw the crazy shit at you to begin with. Yeah. And then sometimes I feel like, stylish action games tend to go like oh well you're just fighting this little thing and then this bigger thing and this bigger thing whereas this one i feel like you had a much different pacing in terms of that where it's you get the giant thing okay we're gonna tone it down for a second okay here's the giant thing we're gonna tone it down again okay we're gonna get the big thing again and it almost gives you a little bit of a different pace than you see in some of those other games but i think mechanically i do think this is this is above bayonetta in my book one and two um yeah it's just it's so good to sit down and play that game yeah, I do. I, I do. I'm excited for a DMC five. I hope they do a little bit more with the story in DMC five. But that's all spoilery stuff that I can complain about later. <laughs> yeah, there's there's <laughs> lots of weird story stuff in this. But anyway, uh, moving on to the next one. The other one that you told me was one of your favorite games of the year, which I almost feel like is cheating. Is uh, Crash Team Racing was Hell it yeah. nit- Nitro Refueled or whatever? I think it's Nitro Field. I don't know. I don't like the tagline. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> CTR 2019. Yeah. Uh, is this that much of an improvement or is it just a one-to-one remake or what's oh no it's probably like it is legit like if re2 is a really really good remake i would put this up there as like one of the legitimately the best remakes out there because it doesn't just remake it and call it a day it does a lot of extra stuff on top so the cool thing with ctr is that they remake the first game you can go through the full adventure mode of the first game but then it also pulls in all of the tracks from the second game um, and then retools them so they're not terrible, which <laughs> is a lot of fun. I don't remember the second game even existed <laughs> yeah, until right now. Of, that's actually where the Nitro comes from. The Nitro field part is this game called uh, Crash Team or Net Crash Nitro Kart that I did have, and it was not good. Um, <laughs> so what they did is they actually pulled all the tracks from that, remade those, but then they retooled all of them. Okay. Um, which is a lot of fun. And so, and now on top of it, I think they've released five additional tracks. And like they're doing like weird, and now they're getting like weird deep cut crash rage crash characters. Like every crash character you know of is in this game now. I think there's like up to forty playable characters now. To be fair, I think I know like three crash characters. So, uh, <laughs> so um, and those are all it, it, those are all yeah. DLC, right? So they just keep pumping out more and more DLC for it. But they're yeah, aren't, and it's all free. free? It's, okay, yeah, yeah, it's all free. Um, but I, I do think the thing that I really like about it is it does feel it's it's a game that. I feel like with like the Spyro remaster and the Crash remaster, they did kind of a very safe like, okay, let's just remake this one to one and not really try to improve anything. Yep. Um, and even to a fault, like even they they'll admit that like, hey, we wanted to keep the physics exactly like the old games. Yeah. Which to the point where it just kind of feels like you're playing a PS one game that yep. just with good graphics. Um, but with Crash Nitro Kart, to me, I think like the formula they took, they they added like a lot of improvements on top of it, so it just feels a lot better than playing the old games. And then the graphics are just insane. I don't, I don't know where they got the budget for this game, but it just <laughs> it's it is legitimately like one of the best looking games this year, um, and it's really really cool for me because I was such a huge fan of CTR. I I played I don't know how much that was like one of the, not definitely one of the first games I played, but I played a ton of that. I played a lot of that in college as well. Um, 
So it was just really cool seeing that game get remade. And then all the tracks, instead of just being like, they're they're one-to-one remakes essentially, but they added a lot of like flavor into the levels. So um, for example, there's this level that was just a sewer before, um, but now it's a sewer, but well, in Crash 1, there's actually this like gangster group that worked in the sewers. So now they include the gangsters from that level oh, in cool. the background characters and stuff. Um, they'll pull from like different crash games, some that I haven't even played of. So it just feels like every level it's, it's, it's hard to race through the level the first time because there's so many cool things going <laughs> on in the background. Um, but it's also not busy. It's, but it's also, it's not, it's not super busy looking. So you can still, you know, drive through it pretty easily. It is legit. Like one of the best remakes I've ever played. And like, I think probably my favorite kart racer. I had like questions of like all-star racing transformed and Mario Kart and that. And it's just, but it's just so damn good. So it's legit. One of the best games this year for sure. So tracks are essentially one to one. They just kind of dialed them up a little bit. I kind of. So like the tracks are one to one for the original Crash Team Racing, but the other twenty tracks in it are all redone or brand new. And they added Spyro characters, and it was super cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and like the Spyro track is really neat because it's not just like they did some additional things. So instead of having like a Aku Aku Max that goes around you, it's the the dragonfly from Spyro oh, yeah. instead of picking up Wampa fruits, you're picking up jewels. So they could do like, they're doing, it feels like they're putting a lot of heart into this game instead of like, just let's just do a remake. It's like, no, let's actually kind of like, it seems like it's a game made by fans of the game for fans, of the game and for new people. And the fact there's like every crash character ever made in it. That's I don't know any impressive. of the characters at this point, like the last <laughs> like five DLC drops. Like, I don't know who any of these characters are, <laughs> but people are very excited about their favorite PS2 characters coming in. So. <laughs> those, those good old PS2 crash games. Who didn't love those yeah, exactly. or, you yeah. know, played those. Uh, the last one on our list of favorite games. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is another one of mine. Um, mm-hmm. And this is where I really need to emphasize that we've been using the word favorite and not uh-huh. best <laughs> because this is easily one of my favorite games from last year and yeah. anybody who wants to tell me it's not one of the best games of the last year i will wholeheartedly agree with you <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but kingdom hearts 3 has been in yeah, the back sure. of my mind since yeah. last january every disney commercial i see every time i look at a mm. pixar movie every time i think about <laughs> anything related to final fantasy my mind goes back to kingdom hearts 3 and by the end of the like 30 second thought in my brain i'm going back to the ending and how perfectly well done that ending was okay okay <laughs> maybe maybe no, not sorry I, I won't stop you I won't stop maybe you not the last few minutes but yeah, the yeah. last like five hour chunk yeah where yeah. no matter what you liked out of kingdom hearts if birth by sleep is your favorite kingdom hearts you get yeah. a fairly satisfying conclusion if the dream drop distance was your favorite kingdom hearts game you get yeah. a good conclusion where this game is literally everything for anybody who is a kingdom hearts fan yeah, it's in yeah. there if you like the disney worlds they're in there i feel like they were much more pushed to the side this time than they have in the past yeah, they didn't really yeah. take center stage in the disney stuff um even with toy story going in a really weird direction where it didn't really seem like it was about toy story by the end yeah such a that was such a fun <laughs> weird level that, game, that level was so fun and and you know and again like the pirates level isn't is was a huge letdown as i feel like the pirates level is in most kingdom hearts in my mind yeah and a lot of the other stories were just one-to-one re- recreations of movies, and that's fine. But just the last six or seven hours of that game are just 
in your mind you go okay this is the conclusion to kingdom hearts one and two and oh god i need to know all this weird side game information because that's probably going to be thrown in there the last five hours is no 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 here's your here's your wrap up for kingdom hearts one and two here's your wrap up for birth and just the way that they did it in i don't want to get too much into spoilers and the way that they kind of pushed everything away and kind of went we're going to focus on birth by sleep for an hour here we're going to focus on this for an hour just i think gives that satisfying conclusion to everyone um you're still looking forward to more there's one scene at the ending that still makes me a little crazy but hopefully the dlc coming out will change that (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, but just it's coming out a few days actually (laughs) i it is already pre-ordered and ready to go um but it's just it just it sticks with me and every time anything Mm -hmm. like that comes up the combat's still fun you still get to go and explore these worlds you still get to see all these characters you get all the cool things that kingdom hearts has always been and it's just one of those games where in my mind there was no way it was going to be what i wanted it i was like oh god this Mm -hmm. is going to be they're gonna there's no way you can tie all these threads together there's no way you can actually do this in a good way and they just do it is it the best game of the year absolutely not but it's one of those games in my mind that this just sticks with me and is a game that I've put off playing again and going back to because I'm waiting for this DLC and I don't want to get yeah. but it's just it's constantly in the back of my mind like man maybe I should go back and play a little more Kingdom Hearts 3 that game was good I, I feel like that game just like fearlessly went for it yes. and like whether or not it stumbled doing that like it didn't really matter because it at least like tried um, exactly and like like literally like 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 you're saying like the last like five or six hours just during like Kingdom Hearts in an energy drink form where it's just like <laughs> you're just like you're just high as hell you're just buzzed and it's just like it's it's just complete pure and utter hype that like and the thing that the thing that's fun is like it just feels like because it swings for the fences so hard like it, if it, it you know if it misses it misses so hard but if it hits it hits so hard and like i don't know it's just a very fun kind of messy game that i appreciate for like like you were saying, like how much it just kind of went just went for it sort of it, thing, and I think that's one of those things where just the the just ridiculous level of confidence they have in it, yeah, just shines <laughs> much, through maybe. it. <laughs> Probably a little bit too much, but just shines through it every moment. Where you're like, yeah. you're not gonna, you're not. Oh, you did. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. And just to your point, if you're gonna miss Miss Big, yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And it, yeah. And it did. It missed Big in a couple spots. <laughs> but man, those two or three misses are made up for by ten or eleven just home yeah. run moments in that yeah. game. So, uh, cool. for sure. So those are kind of our favorite games of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a couple other ones that we wanted to talk about. That these two, I think, are both two games that we are both looking forward to for really big reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't think either one of us would consider one of our favorites of the year, but we still thought it mm-hmm. might be a good thing to talk about because sometimes looking back at a year, it's not necessarily the best things that really define that year. So yeah. uh, the one you brought up was Sekiro, which, yeah, again, to my point with Fallen Order, I hate pretty much everything From Software has made. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. I know you weren't big on this one either as it ended up being one of your favorites, and I know Bloodborne is the best video game that's ever been made quote yeah. Doug <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like Bloodborne a lot yeah yeah Sekiro was um I I don't even think I went in with high expectations because I feel like every time I get a from game I'm like this game could break me um <laughs> like the original Dark Souls like I just couldn't I couldn't beat it I just I haven't gone back I couldn't beat it Bloodborne I was like I was surprised I beat um and then Sekiro was the game that just broke me um <laughs> 
the entire time I played it, I was not having fun. <laughs> which I imagine is how a lot of people play from games. <laughs> that's exactly how I felt with Dark Souls 1 and Bloodborne, which are the only two I have any experience with. But that's the whole thing I thought. They're going like, this looks pretty and this is a cool idea, but it's not fun. Why would I do this to myself? Yeah, I, I think um, I think to me, like there, there's like a lot of things like I've talked about before about like why I find from software games fun. But I think Sekiro is just always so challenging all the time that you don't even have time to appreciate. I didn't have time to appreciate the things I like about From Software games. Like I didn't have time to enjoy the environment because every enemy I knew I had to put like 100% focus on. Um, I didn't have time to enjoy the character designs or something like that because like I'd see them a lot because I'd be dying a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> um, and it's the 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 demand the game makes of you is like you just can't make mistakes i feel like in souls games because you're not always right at the right in front of the enemy like you can dodge the wrong way and still probably be okay but this one because you have to hit every single block so brad if you don't know basically every attack you have to be tapping the block button like that's the way to play that's the game. gross so instead of just like holding down a block, you have to like okay. So if I know that the enemy swipe swipe swipes, I have to go block block block. So essentially, you have to parry every attack. Yes, yeah, exactly. So, but like, but you know, with games, like every enemy has a different sort of attack pattern. Yeah. So what you do is you basically just have to go in, memorize the attack pattern, and then hit it perfectly. If you don't hit it perfectly, you die. Um, yeah. So there's just they just they basically just removed a lot of the room for error. And it kind of turned to a rhythm game because you're pairing so much. And like basically in this fight, it's like, okay, I just had to memorize their attack pattern and then just hit my parries. And that's all it was. There was not much thinking beyond that. It's just like, okay, memorize the attacks, parry, 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 memorize the attacks, parry, parry, parry. And I stopped this game at the final boss because <laughs> I was just having such a miserable time. And then once the, once the like final boss comes up and there's like three or four life bars, I was just like, I'm done. I'm not having fun. I wasn't having fun this entire time. I was waiting for this game to be fun, and it just, like, never was fun. Um, and I, I kind of understand why people like it, but I, I don't know. It's, like, to me, it's, like, it was my by far my least favorite From game just because it was it was too demanding and just never had time to take a break and just be fun for a second. So, essentially, going, going back to Jedi Fallen Order... Because yeah. that difficulty is toned down, you can appreciate the other aspects of it. Where this one, this he felt like they turned the difficulty up, so you lose the perspective on the aspects that you actually normally enjoy. Yeah, and and just like, um, and it wasn't even like it wasn't even like a fun just being like. I think the thing that's fun about Dark Souls games is going into a new area for the first time. You don't know where enemies are because you still have a chance to kind of like beat them. But in this one, because of so much it relies on the enemy attack pattern, if you haven't seen the attack pattern before, like you're just not gonna make it. So you almost so it's just like, like have to die every time you see a first enemy just to go, okay, you're left, left, right, down slash. Okay, yeah. now we can go back. Now I can actually fight you now that you killed me and I observed what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So to me, it was just, it, it was kind of like that Mega Man style difficulty where there's a lot of memorization. I just like, and I was so disappointed because I got a day one and I was like really excited for it because everybody was really high on it. It's just like, nah, it, it, it just broke me. <laughs> broke me. <laughs> and to be fair, day one is not something you do ever. So <laughs> yeah, I was. I like Bloodborne. <laughs> it's, it's a new Bloodborne. I beat Dark Souls three, and I was like, okay, I kind of enjoy that one. Not as much as Bloodborne. I think I just like Bloodborne, as I think was the final conclusion. <laughs> all this. That's that sounds right. Everything comes back to Bloodborne. Yeah. So the last game on the list to talk about here before we wrap this up, uh, this is a game that I thoroughly enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Not as much as Kingdom Hearts, but in a similar <laughs> vein, uh, and that is Shenmue 3, yeah. which is a 
bad video game. It's such a bad <laughs> video game. It's so bad. <laughs> it's not like Kingdom Hearts three where there's like a little bit few issues here and there. This is just legit. This is a this is a game that right now I'm going to tell you I thoroughly enjoyed and cannot wait for four. There is yeah. not a soul on this planet I would say should go buy Shenmue three. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed this game. <laughs> just the way that. It, it takes you back to Shenmue so much of just being able to walk through and just go, you know what, this is just a relaxing time. I'm just walking around talking to people. Um, oh, this guy's pointing me in this direction. I'm going to go walk over here. Like, oh, I'd love to just go, like, look through this shop, see what's over here. Oh, I can do this little mini game. Oh, I can just go chop some wood for a while. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's spend some time doing that. I'll go fishing for a minute. And it's <laughs> such a relaxing game. But nothing happens. <laughs> and the combat feels borderline like a bad PS1 game. Holy. <laughs> but okay. It's a few questions. <laughs> <laughs> One, can you make a good Shenmue game that is still Shenmue? Yes. Do you think Shenmue 4, do you think do you think do you think okay. Is Shenmue three a better or worse game than Shenmue one and two? Like, divorce, like if I was going to play all three of them today, is it arguably a worse game than one and two? Um, I would go if you're going to play them today, which I went through and played one and two last year when the remasters came out, just because it'd been yeah. forever. Um, two, I still enjoy the most. Two is still my favorite. Mm-hmm. One just is lacking like any sort of quality of life improvement. Where like, oh, yeah. meet me at eight p.m. Oh, it's. 11 a.m. I need need to stand outside your store and wait for the game clock to go. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, whereas yeah. two introduces the like, oh, you're at the shop. Do you want to just wait till eight? And you go, yes, mm-hmm. I do. Um, so one, one I think still is interesting, but it has mm-hmm. a lot of just it's a it's it's rough to get through. Um, yeah. Two I think is a better one because two's combat feels better when you're thrown into mm-hmm. combat when you're thrown into quick time events it feels well, like that, yeah that was kind of my question I was like when you said like Shenmue three combat sucks like is it worse than two it's worse that's kind of my thought yeah it's worse wow. than two uh, um, okay. <laughs> and even like their quick time events have like real quick windows almost to your point like with Sh- Sekiro where you're going like okay it's left left right down you almost there's a few quick time event patterns where like the quick time events mm-hmm. are so fast that you have to go oh it's circle square triangle X okay got it. And yeah. have to go through once or twice just because the the button timing is so fast. But mm-hmm. if you enjoy what Shenmue is, it's fantastic because it's relaxing and it's like just yeah. taking a walk through town, looking around, finding what you can find, going and picking herbs out of the ground to make some money, mm-hmm. doing all this stuff. And it's it's so good for that. The story doesn't really move forward until about the last hour. Oh, okay. and it <laughs> and it literally picks up the second Shenmue 2 is done. There is no previously on yeah. Shenmue. There is nothing else. There's, oh yeah, we ended up in this cave at the end of Shenmue 2. Here we are walking out of the cave that we were in from Shenmue 2 talking yeah, about what we're yeah. going to do next. And um, again, I think it's fantastic. It's a bad game that I love. Yeah. But it's a bad game. And do it's, you, I mean, do you think do you think Shenmue 4 can get away with being a bad game? I don't know. I would. I'm tempted to say yes, just because I think there's a big enough group of us who are invested <laughs> enough that will go. You know what, you Suzuki, yeah. just give us our pile of shit, and we will enjoy that pile of shit. <laughs> but at the same time, I think there's probably enough people out there who were burned by this game who went, "Man, this this isn't fun." 
Yeah. This is yeah. just nothing's happening. Like you're just dragging the story out because whatever it was in an interview 15 years ago, you said, Oh, I've got 11 chapters and we're only through chapter five. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, in that point, this is the boring middle part of your story. So take that for what it is, but <laughs> we're back with the boring part of our middle story. It's very funny. 20 years, 20 years later. Um, yeah. but I just, it's, I'm looking forward to Shenmue 4. I think there is a good way to do it. And I think I've also played through all the Yakuza games in the last couple of years. Cause that's been my new yeah. series that I've just absolutely enthralled with. And I think if you look at what Yakuza does and you look at what Shenmue does, there's clearly inspiration there. And I almost think like you have to work backwards now and you have to go, okay, we did Shenmue. They iterated on the kind of a lot of the core concepts of Shenmue when they made Yakuza. Yeah. Now let's take what Yakuza does and almost backward plan it to a point where we go, okay, what did they take from us? How did they make that better? And how can we then Mm -hmm. take what they've done and re-engineer it for what we do? Because there's a lot of that walking around Kamurocho that feels very similar to walking around one of the cities in Shenmue. Mm. Obviously, Yakuza way more over the top, Shenmue way more grounded, (laughs) but you can kind of take a lot of those generic ideas that Yakuza uses in all of their games and go, okay, you took this from us. Let's take it back. Let's see what we can do. But I think a lot of it also comes from the fact that, you know, Yu Suzuki and a lot of these people haven't made a game like this in 20 years. And yeah you're a little yeah, rusty well, yeah yeah <laughs> so. i don't think anybody would want to touch it except for him though. oh that's no kind of, that, and that's, that's always kind of the issue right and the, and that's the thing where it's like this 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 is his game this is his story nobody else is touching it um yeah you know there's very few game series like that where it's very specific to this is this is what it is and if you don't like it tough shit yeah. <laughs> it's not for you then <laughs> it's not for you sorry yeah. this is ours it's this like mm-hmm. it or don't play it and if you don't play it you're not missing out on much because it kind of sucks yeah <laughs> boy <laughs> but i love that game bad can be good it's weird sometimes. weird it doesn't have good combat since that guy made virtual fighter but you know whatever <laughs> it feels like virtual fighter one like okay because <laughs> yes he did and it feels like virtual fighter where it's like okay if you went back and played like the first couple virtual fighters i'm sure you go man this is kind of slow and clunky oh, and okay Nothing really seems to time right, and I'm pretty sure I'm hitting button combinations and nothing's happening, but I've done. Um, It's funny. So anyway, needless to say, about the fourth combat encounter, I turned that thing down to easy and was like, forget the combat, I don't care about that. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, uh, that'll wrap up kind of 2019 for us. Um, Some good stuff, some not so good stuff, but uh, hopefully with new consoles coming in 2020, we'll have all kinds Mm -hmm. of things to look forward and talk about this year, and hopefully we're able to talk about this stuff a little bit more. Hopefully Uh, I'll have time to actually play some of these games. (laughs) I feel like that was like all the games I played this year was those games. (laughs) (laughs) It was was a busy year, Uh, but hopefully we'll be back with more stuff as we go through this year. So you can follow us on Twitter at Workforce Gaming. Uh, Subscribe to us wherever you're listening, and we will see you later.